Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my predictions for UFC 284, which will be going down this Saturday, and it's going to be a huge main event. I'm looking at the rest of the card. Aside from the main event and the co-main event, I gotta be honest, like, there really isn't that many fights on here that excite me. I, I like to see Jack Della Maddalena versus Randy Brown. That's a nice fight. Um, nice to see Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Menafield. It's nice to see them. But um, Tyson Pedro, I like this guy too. He has some titties. Um, Jamie Malarkey. Some names here and there. But overall, it's not the most stacked card. And for Dana White to proclaim that it's going to do 1.6 million. He said it's going to do better than uh, Poirier versus McGregor 2 or 3. One of those ones. I don't believe it with a card like this yes the main event is huge but both of these guys aren't even the biggest names in order to get to that 1.6 million mark maybe it'll break 1 million i could expect that or see that um but 1.6 million that's too difficult in my opinion especially with all these people streaming nowadays like pay-per-view models are just so outdated so I don't believe that it's going to do 1.6 million, but regardless, I'm excited for the main event and co-main event. I'm going to cover basically those fights on this video today, talk about some other picks as well, but let's start with the main event, Islam Makashev versus <laughs> Makashev, I don't even know how to say his name, Islam Makashev versus Alexander Volkanovsky, super fight between lightweight champion and featherweight champion. This one is a huge one and i'm excited to see how it's going to play out because if you guys know already i'm picking islam makashev i think his wrestling is just too strong for anyone in mma today it is next level once he gets a hold of you and brings you down it's hard to get back up and even if you do all you have to think about is trying to deny the takedown which basically means the fighter's game plan is out of the water at that point. They're just fighting Islam's fight. And that's the crazy thing. Everybody knows what Islam is going to do in these fights, but they're unable to stop it. So would it have to be the pound for pound best fighter in MMA and Alexander Volkanovsky? Will he be the guy to stop this? To be honest, I don't think so. I just think Islam is at his peak right now. Alexander is as well, but it's the Islam Makashev era, and we're going to see, I think, a dominant performance from Islam against Alexander, which I think is crazy to say, considering how good Alexander is. Like, we can't take away his performances against Max Holloway, Chan Sung Jung, Brian Ortega, but right now, Islam, after his last fight against Charles Oliveira, I think he showed that he is on a whole new level right now and the momentum is just at an all-time high for him so that's why i'm picking islam but man who knows who knows because alexander volkanovsky like i said one of the greatest fighters right now probably one of the greatest fighters of all time and the guy is just skilled everywhere skilled on the feet skilled on the ground but that's the thing even though he is skilled on the ground good takedown defense even good on the ground himself I don't think it's at the same level as Islam and when that's the case it's just like you can prepare all you want for a wrestler like Islam but what's it gonna do you know what I mean so I don't think he'll be able to compete 
with Islam if the fight goes to the ground. And that's why I am picking Islam. But once again, if Alexander is able to keep the action on the feet or get taken down and pop back right up, that's when Islam is in trouble. And I know Islam has been saying, you know, I want to keep the fight on the feet to show my striking, showcase how good I can do if I strike with Alexander Volkanovsky. And if he does that, that's a very bad idea because Alexander's striking, in my opinion, and I think the opinions of many others, is much better than Islam's. Islam is good on the feet. He showed that in the Charles Oliveira fight, but I think Alexander is better in that field. So Islam's best chance to win is to bring this fight down, get the submission or get the ground and pound finish. But Alexander, who knows, man, I, I think that's the, the entire narrative of this fight. Is Alexander going to be able to deny the takedowns or pop right back up if he does get taken down? Because if that's the case, that's when Islam is in trouble. But personally, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Islam will be able to take him down get him tired on the ground and even if he does pop back up Islam's going to be able to take him down again it's just the constant pressure yes Alexander's gas tank is very good but so is Islam's and I don't think Alexander has ever been against a fighter like Islam who is constantly pressing forward and trying to bring his opponent down I think that alone that factor alone is huge and is a reason why Islam is winning all these fights so I don't think Alexander will be able to get it done but there are factors that could say otherwise one of them is that this fight is going to be in Australia and that means it's going to be in Alexander's backyard so for him to have the home crowd home crowd advantage is quite a huge advantage for him like any moment he gets back up from the ground or any moment he lands a nice strike the crowd is just gonna go crazy and that type of momentum really gets in fighters heads will it get in islam's head i don't personally think so but who knows how it would how it will go down on the night of the fight maybe it will get in his head so we'll have to see about that and another factor that we have to consider is that habib is not going to be in islam's corner and look, I'm not saying that Habib is the entire reason for Islam's success, but he is a huge reason for it. And having someone, a mind like Habib in your corner is huge. Like, look what happened with Bilal Muhammad. Just had one of the best performances of his career against Sean Brady. And that was because, yes, he did train for it, but he also credits Habib for how much he helped him in training and being in his corner. So who knows how that's going to affect Islam in this fight. Will he be a different fighter because of it? I'm not entirely too sure because look, Habib wasn't in the corner for Usman or U Usman Nurmagomedov. I always confuse Usman and Umar. Umar is Bellator champion, right? Usman in the UFC bantamweight division. What? Habib wasn't in Usman's corner for his most recent fight and look how good Usman looked. So we can't entirely just say that these Dagestani fighters without Habib in their corners are not going to be the same fighters. Maybe they're still going to be very good and maybe even better. And maybe this is a good thing that Habib isn't in the corner so then Islam could actually shine because yes, Islam shined when he won the belt against Charles, but 
there was that little narrative of father's plan habib habib's father's plan and habib deserves this belt and that's beautiful don't get me wrong but it wasn't entirely islam's moment and maybe habib not being in the corner this time around will give islam that moment and it would be a huge moment if he defeats the pound for pound number one fighter in alexander volkanovsky another factor i have to consider is size i know there was like some metric that islam doesn't do good against fighters who are smaller but i think with alexander volkanovsky man it's just that he may be too small for lightweight look at uh max holloway for example the guy is quite big for featherweight but he moves up to lightweight and you could see that his power didn't translate well at 155 and maybe the reason why for that is because he didn't properly prepare himself to get up to the lightweight division and maybe that's going to be the case for alexander volkanovsky maybe he's not preparing himself properly like a john jones moving up from light heavyweight to heavyweight taking all the time to actually become a heavyweight maybe alexander isn't doing that properly taking the time to actually fit into the frame of a lightweight frame if that makes any sense i don't know i'm just like going on the top of the head right now but maybe that's a factor too that he won't his power won't translate well at 155 maybe he'll be slower who knows man um after all this fight happened right after islam won the belt everything kind of came together quickly so did alexander have enough time to fully prepare for the jump up because there should be some sort of preparation in regards to that but anyways i'm talking about so many factors here that either favor islam that either favor alexander but in the end of the day, I think skill-wise, I think Islam has the edge. Just based, I know he's not the all-around fighter compared to Alexander, but that wrestling, man, is just too strong. And once he gets a hold of Alexander and brings him down, it's going to be a tough night. So I'm going to have to go with Islam Makash. <laughs> I can't even say his name. Sometimes I can say his name, sometimes I can't. Islam Makashev by TKO no I don't know what how it's gonna go down maybe by TKO or submission I wouldn't be surprised if it happens in the first that would be a huge statement if uh Islam does that but maybe it won't happen I'm not too sure anyways picking Islam let's go to the co-main event which is Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett for the interim featherweight championship I like this fight you know um I know people don't really like interim championships, but hey, look at the history of the interim championship in the featherweight division. The last one was Max Holloway, and then the one before that was Conor McGregor. So whoever wins this belt is going to be in good company as a featherweight interim champion. And I like this matchup, man. I honestly think it's very a very close matchup. Uh, we have Yair Rodriguez. The guy is one and one in his last two, but I spoke about this in my last video that Yair's defeat to Max Holloway was such an impressive performance because he really made it a fight for Max, which many did not expect, especially because Yair was coming off of like a two year long layoff. And for him to look as good as he did against Max, shows, it showed everyone that Yair deserves to be 
in the mix at the top of the featherweight division. His striking, that's what he's known for. He's good with his punches, his kicks. He is just so diverse with his striking overall. And I feel like that's a huge reason as to why he's above everybody when it comes to striking at 145. He just knows how to mix it up so well. He's so crafty with his striking. So I love watching this guy fight and it makes me wish that Zabit was still around so those two could fight because stylistically it'd be a beautiful fight. Um, as for Josh Emmett, this guy, man, I've I made a video about him as well once upon a time. It was a video talking about how he's the most mysterious fighter in the UFC because this guy just seems like no one really talks about him. but. He is on this impressive win streak. He's beating top guys. I know his last fight, was it against Calvin Cater, his last fight? I know that fight was quite controversial because people thought Calvin won that fight. Regardless, making it a close fight against Calvin Cater, considering how good Calvin looked in his last fight against Iko Chikadze, is impressive. Like for Josh Emmett to compete with someone like Calvin Cater and make it a close fight, I think that's a good win, even though it was controversial, especially at the age of 37. Josh Emmett is 37 years old now, and he's still in the mix. He's still at the top of this 145-pound division, and he's also known for his heavy hands. The guy has finished, has some highlight reel finishes on in his on his belt, in his belt. Um, so he's able to put people out with one shot, and... I feel like that's also a danger for any of his opponents, but including Yair in this fight, he could catch Yair and that would be crazy if it happened. So who's my pick for this fight? We have one striker in Yair who is a technician on the feet. And then we have one striker in Josh who he's not exactly a technician, but fundamentally he's sound and he has a lot of power in his hands. So. Who do I think is going to win this one? And I can't also forget that Josh is Josh does have some ground game to him. He doesn't really fight with that, but he is able to hold his own while on the ground or bring the fight down. And as we saw in Yair's fight against Max Holloway, Max, when he was getting outstruck on the feet, he resorted to wrestling and began bringing Yair down. And all due respect to Max, but he's not a wrestler. So for him to out wrestle Yair in their fight shows that Yair's ground game is not the strongest his takedown defense is not the strongest so maybe that's gonna be a bad thing going into this fight against Josh Emmett who knows but who's gonna be my pick it's a hard one I'm not gonna lie I think it's very even but I'm gonna have to go with Josh Emmett this is someone I feel like I always look past when it comes to picking fights. I've picked against him many times before and I feel like this time I'm not gonna do that, man, because the guy just keeps proving me wrong and I feel like he'll do it again if I pick Yair. So I'm gonna go with Josh Emmett. And man, I follow this guy on Instagram. He's been looking really good. Whenever I see a fighter looking good on social media, I know that shouldn't be a gauge in regards to <laughs> picking a fight, but I've done it before and it's worked. Like it's happened with Aljamain Sterling going into his second fight with Piotr Jan. 
I was like, man, Aljo looks so friggin' good. Not only like training wise, but physique wise, you could tell like he's so serious about this and it showed in his second fight with Piotr Jan. So I, I get those same vibes from Josh Emmett right now. I feel like he really knows how important this fight is to become an interim champion. Yes, it's interim, but to win a belt and put your name in the history books is huge. And I feel like Josh recognizes that. And yes, of course he always wants to win fights, but this is a huge fight and he's doing everything possible in order to get the dub in this one. So I think Josh Emmett is going to take this one. Looks good has the power in his hands could also uh is also fundam fundam fundamentally well when it comes to striking i think he'll be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with yair and find that one shot which will put yair down and even if he doesn't get the finish right there he'll be able to control the action on the ground which will not be good for your for your yair so I'm gonna have to go with Josh Emmett. That's my pick for this fight. I'm gonna talk about Jack Della Maddalena versus Randy Brown, but not in depth because I can't really say much about it besides I, I would say momentum. Both guys have a lot of momentum behind them right now. Randy is on like a four fight win streak, five, I think it's four. Um, been looking good, beating some solid fighters. Jack though, man, I feel like Jack's momentum is a little bit higher, especially since his last three wins. He's undefeated in the UFC so far, but his last three wins all in 2022 have been finishes. I think first round finishes too, which is just like, damn, this guy is for real. Three first round finishes last year. So that's why people were saying, man, he's the rookie of the year of 2022. Uh, got to keep an eye out on him. And I feel like that momentum is riding high for him going into this fight against Randy Brown. It sucks because I actually like both fighters quite a bit, so I don't want to see any of them lose, but I do think Jack's momentum is a little bit higher, plus he has the home crowd advantage, so I'm going to have to go with Jack Della Maddalena. Um, I could also talk a bit, a little bit about Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Menafield. I think Alonzo is going to win that fight. Um, once again, it's a momentum thing. I, I, I feel like bad, like I'm picking these fights based on momentum, but like, I just feel like skill wise, I, I, I don't really know what to say about it when it comes to Alonzo and Jimmy. Um, Jimmy, exciting prospect at one point, but just has been losing fights here and there. He's on a two fight losing streak right now, while Alonzo was on, is on a two fight winning streak. So just that momentum alone is me is a reason why i'm favoring alonzo menafield but once again for jimmy this is the home crowd advantage for him um maybe that will play a factor for him going into this fight but maybe it won't um another thing too jimmy's last two defeats were to anthony smith and jamal hill the current champion and a top five talent in Anthony Smith. So I don't think there's any shame in losing to those guys. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Alonzo Menafield, man. I think Alonzo is going to get this one done. Well, it's kind of close, man. I don't know. Um, tough to say. Really tough to say. I'm, 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 I'm 
kind of even on this fight, I'm not gonna lie, but I'm gonna have to go with Alonzo Menafield on this one. Um, otherwise, from that, there's not really much to talk about. Like I said, I'm excited to see fighters like Tyson Pedro. Um, who else? <laughs> Am I excited for Jamie Malarkey? I don't know, man. Yeah, sure. Coming off a fun fight in his last fight. But aside from that, it's not the most stacked card. So that's why I don't believe that it's going to be pulling 1.6 million buys, especially with how high the price is for these pay-per-view cards right now. And also streaming. People are streaming like crazy now. So I don't see 1.6 million pay-per-view buys, but I'm still excited for this card. I'm excited for the main event and co-main event and honestly I'm excited for cards that are underrated like that don't have that much hype behind them aside from those two main fights I like that because it gives me low expectations heading into them and usually usually those are the fights and cards that perform the best so hopefully that's the case for UFC 284 but let me know what you think who are your picks for this card but that's a lot for now so i'll see you in my next one bye bye